To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor, aloha, betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Halloween, everyone! <laughs> For this episode of Remain Seated, please, we're going to do uh, something a little bit different. We're going to do a little campfire story time. Yes, we are. Yeah, this episode's going to be dedicated to the creepy, the crawly, the things that go bump in the night. And all things Halloween! <laughs> Lots of these stories we are going to tell are true incidents that happened at Disneyland. It might be a little gruesome, so just a friendly word of warning. And we mean no disrespect to the families, and we'll skim over most of the gory details. These are just spooky tales, and what was it that Walt said? Uh, Creaking doors with creaking floors. So to get things started, uh, let's dive straight into our first tale. Uh, Robert, what do you got for us? Imagine you're in the woods, night has fallen, a full moon has come from above. Your face is illuminated by the full of the moon. Over the campfire we sit, submitted for the approval of Remain Seated Please. I call this story The Tale of the Grand Night Student. It's 1966 at the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland. It's a warm summer evening, and Grand Night has just begun. Students from all over Southern California have come to visit the happiest place on Earth, and they are having a wonderful time riding the many attractions. Everyone was having a wonderful time, except for 19-year-old Thomas. Being 19 years old, Thomas had already graduated high school, and he wanted in. So what did Thomas do? He jumped over the walls in Tomorrowland, naturally. And once he got to the top of the wall, he decided he would jump on the monorail tracks, and he'd follow the tracks into the park. What Thomas didn't realize was a monorail train was on its way. A security officer below saw him and warned him, there's an oncoming train. So Thomas decided to jump down into the canopy below, hoping to avoid the oncoming train. The monorail operator is quoted to saying, the driver didn't even know what happened. He never saw the kid. All of a sudden, the car just slowed to a stop. He radioed security. It's too bad security couldn't have radioed him, but it all happened so fast. Security was hollering at the kid. He was listening, but he was scared. He just laid on one of the plastic panels which hang under the track whenever it passes over a walkway. And the monorail passes just two inches over that. It just sucked him in right under the car. And I had to hose this kid off the bottom of the monorail. True story, true quote from this monorail operator. And now, some nearly 50 years later, late at night, workers claim they see a boy walking the monorail tracks. Is it the ghost of Thomas? You tell me. 
You're up, David. This next story is about the Haunted Mansion. And when we were doing our research, or when I was doing my research for this podcast, I couldn't believe how many stories were coming out about the Haunted Mansion. There's dozens and dozens, and we'll cover them in this. But this is probably one of the most well-known of the Haunted Mansion scary stories. So submitted for the approval of Remain Seated, Please, I call this story The Tale of the Mansion Kid. Little Joy was the happiest of boys, and he loved going to Disneyland. As a Southern California local, uh, he and his family would go all the time, and he loved pirates, and he especially loved the Haunted Mansion. Little Joey would ride the Haunted Mansion three or four times every trip that he would go. But unfortunately, Little Joey's time on this earth was shorter than we would have all wanted. You see, Little Joey had cancer, and Little Joey passed away. And when Little Joey passed away, he had but one wish, and his one wish was to stay in the Haunted Mansion for the rest of eternity. And his mom decided that she would love to give Little Joey that one wish. So she did what any mother would do. She called the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland to see what she could arrange. Surely, nobody had thought of doing anything like this before, and it was such a great tribute to a boy who loved Disneyland and gave his heart and soul to the parks that nobody could possibly say no. Well, nobody but Disneyland. Yes, unfortunately, as much as Disneyland would have liked to have a good PR story about having a little boy whose one dream was to be that 1,000th ghost in the Haunted Mansion, they just couldn't do it. Some say OSHA's to blame. But anyway, she agreed with Disney that maybe they could stop the ride and hold a little memorial service for little Joey. So they did just that. But unfortunately, the family's plans were different. Joey's mother and family had Joey's ashes with them. And while the ride was going, they decided to scatter the ashes in the ride while it was in motion. As you probably know, the Haunted Mansion has night vision cameras all throughout, and they saw that they were spreading this powdery substance and immediately stopped the ride. And when they stopped the ride, they saw that they had to clean some ashes off the ground, and unfortunately, that was all we ever knew about little Joey. And still to this day, guests say that they see a little boy running around the ballroom scene or crying at the exit of the mansion. And even when they go up to tell a cast member about the little boy and they send security to go fix it, time has gone long enough that the ghost had vanished. And when they try to console the little boy at the exit, well, the little boy pretends they're not even there. And sometimes, some people say, he even disappears. Now, Robert, you were saying before I told this story that this is probably one of those urban legends. This is probably not a true story. I think it's true that someone's dumped ashes. Oh, yeah, in definitely. Fact, in fact, I think that happened also after this story was famous. Like, like the Right, somebody got years. the idea and said, oh, this is a great idea. Why don't I do this? Yeah. I feel like I've heard of people trying to do it over by the castle and the moat and things like that. And yeah. um, It's even inspired a really great YouTube short. Yes. If you go to missinginthemansion.com, you can see this short. It's embedded right at the top of the page. It's only 11 minutes long, and it's really worth watching, and it's really kind of scary. It's an incredible short with amazing special effects. I couldn't believe it. Gorilla movie making at its best right here. A boy and girl get engaged at the park and decide to ride their favorite ride together, but they may not make it out. And uh, I would say that this is inspired by that urban legend, wouldn't you? Definitely. Little Joey may make an appearance. <laughs> so yeah, there's great behind-the-scenes videos on this. Uh, so Missing in the Mansion, perfect for your Halloween pumpkin carving party. Put it up there on the Apple TV and uh, let it play out. I'm sure everybody will be captivated by the end. Submitted for the approval of Remain Seated, Please. 
I call this story The Tale of Two Brothers. It's 1973, an 18-year-old bogey and his brother decided they wanted to have a little fun at the Magic Kingdom. They separated from their group and made their way to Tom Sawyer Island. They had fun going through Injun Joe's cave and climbing all the way up in the treehouse and shooting guns. And they just loved Tom Sawyer Island. And they decided they want to spend some more time there. Night fell and Tom Sawyer's Island closed. They were all alone not knowing of any way to get back. They didn't want to get in trouble, so they refused to call for help. So, 18-year-old Bogey and his brother decided they would simply swim back. The only problem was, Bogey's little brother didn't know how to swim. So Bogey decided that he would put his little brother on his back and swim him across the rivers of America. Unfortunately for Bogey, the weight of his little brother was too much for him, and Bogey drowned. Even though Bogey did drown, he did get his brother across, and he lives to this day, always haunted by the fact that his brother is at the bottom of the rivers of America. And ever since that night, operators of Tom Sawyer's Island rafts always tell you to keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle. And do you know why? Because if you put your hand in the water, Bogey will reach out and get you. (laughs) The Bogeyman. The bogeyman. I just want to say that, you know, that was supposedly a true story. And, you know, I added a little bit of lore in there. Like, well, it's got to be. I mean, who doesn't think they can outsmart Disneyland security and stay overnight? I know. I'm sure lots of kids try that. But, uh, you know, it got to be. Little do you know that Disneyland is technically never empty. I mean, there's always crews there cleaning. and That's true. So what's your next tale? My next one is kind of a group of things, and it again centers around the Haunted Mansion. So, uh, submitted for the approval of Remain Seated Please, I call this tale, The Man with the Cane. Disneyland opened in 1955, with plans being unveiled to the world in 1954. Well, in the years prior to that, Walt Disney worked with Imagineers on a series of attractions that would open with the park one of which was a walk-through Scary House. And that Scary House idea turned into what became the Haunted Mansion. But the Haunted Mansion didn't open until 1969. In fact, construction on the Haunted Mansion didn't start until seven years after the park had opened in 1962. But then the World's Fair happened, and the construction was put on hold, and unfortunately Walt Disney passed away, and construction was put on hold in 1966. And at that point, Rumors started to go around about an attraction that was so scary it had to be completely reimagined, And that is what became of the Haunted Mansion. But where the Haunted Mansion is actually built is actually the site of a plane crash from the 1940s. Cast members have said that they've seen inside the mansion a man with a cane who is said to be the ghost of the pilot of the doomed aircraft from 1940. I had never heard that one before. I didn't either, and I thought it was a really interesting one. And I thought it went with, um, I came across a lot of Disney groups of cast members talking and telling stories and, and stuff like that. This cast member had a really cool, creepy story that wasn't necessarily the man with the cane and wasn't necessarily the the tale of the mansion kid, but it could be one or the other. This is sort of an urban legend story told by a cast member. Late at night, they only run one stretching room. 
So at any given point, because the traffic is slower and things like that, there's a cast member left alone standing in the stretching room, nothing happening. And this cast member said that she heard some children laughing and she thought, okay, well, here's the next group. She turned around and nothing was there. And something caught her eye and she turned and there was nothing there. And she heard kids laughing again and she turned around and there was nothing there. And all of a sudden she felt a chill, a cold chill and a hand on her shoulder. And she ran away and told management she would never work at the mansion again. And that could have been the man with the cane. It could have been the mansion kid. Who knows? It truly is a haunted mansion. It is. And that's what I love about it. In reality, it's probably the fact that these animatronics are old and things creak and go bump in the night. But I have a feeling that's probably where a lot of these stories are based. Both of those uh, urban legends that I heard are from the shadowlands.net. At this point of the show, we're going to talk about other ghost stories we have found and different incidents that have happened at Disneyland. But stay tuned for the conclusion as we will tell one more story about Mr. One Way. As I mentioned earlier... The first death at Disneyland was in 1964, where a 15-year-old named Mark stood up on the Matterhorn, and he died three days later in the hospital from head trauma. I thought he had been bummed out. I get Here's the urban legend part of the story. He was bummed oh, yeah. out because a girl would dump him or I, didn't I, like him. I've heard and, that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that one, an urban legend, the... Uh, a guy was upset because his girlfriend dumped him and he originally jumped out of the Skyway buckets, right. oh, but like yeah. landed in a tree and <laughs> didn't yeah. do anything to him. So uh, he then went on the Matterhorn and stood up and became decapitated. Let me just preface this by saying that America Sings had problems from the get-go. June 28, 1974, there was a press debut of America Sings and there was a designer of the attraction taking photos for the press, they were taking photos of him with yeah. all the animatronics, uh -huh. and he fell off the stage onto one of the animatronics and broke one of the expensive animatronics. Oh, gosh. Then the next day, America Sings open, and they had a whole ceremony, and had a, and they raised the American flag, and the flag was upside down. Oh, no. And then nine days later... Young Debbie Stone, who was an Orange County local, went to school right there, was saving money to go to college, worked a summer job at Disneyland... Uh, as a hostess at America Sings. Now, America Sings, you've got to remember, was housed in the same theater that Carousel Progress was. This is a spinning theater. Uh, this young lady was caught in between where the theater seats spun and the stage was stationary, correct? Is that how it went? I thought it was between the exterior wall and the interior wall. I know that guests did hear her screams, and that was what stopped the ride. Yeah, and uh, since that incident, they put up breakaway walls where it's very easy to break out of it yeah. if that happens again, which it doesn't even spin anymore. I mean, I guess no, it's capable yeah. of spinning. It's, yeah, the, so this is now, uh, you've got to think, is now the Interventions building. Same building, uh, and the, people do say that creepy things happen in there, but it's very loud in there now and very colorful. And I mean, it, for, it, during the nineties, there was nothing in there. And I remember it being very creepy. And I mentioned in the last podcast, my sister, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody died in there. And, uh, I mean, that was the story I grew up knowing. Like that was the only death I'd ever heard of at Disneyland was somebody died on America sings. And I, I, yeah. I could never, because I'd never been on Carousel Progress and I didn't know how the ride worked. I was like, how, how could that possibly happen? Well, it um, seems like such a horrific death, just getting caught between two walls. That yeah, are... poor girl. Since that incident, there's an urban legend that cast members over there would hear a voice saying, be careful. 
here's a great story. Another one from another cast member. I got this one from ghostsandghouls.com. Um, and it's uh, the disappearing Disney worker. And uh, this woman uh, was riding the Haunted Mansion with her husband. And they got to the point uh, where they're waiting in the uh, loading area for the Doom Buggies. And she saw three cast members. There was uh, one person loading the Doom Buggies, one person standing at the base where the Doom Buggies start going up, and one person walking on the treadmill part. Yeah. And he's reading like a card that's slightly larger than Biscuits, like an index card size. And uh, so they're walking and they're, and they're getting to the point where they make that U-turn to get on. And the cast member that's walking on the treadmill portion bends down to pick up the card he dropped it or whatever and when she turned the corner there's no cast member there at all he bent over never stood back up she asked her husband she said did you what do you think that guy was picking up and where is he and her husband never saw him maybe he snuck into a doom buggy maybe i mean the what's good is the the haunted mansion cast members really like to really seem to like their job and uh, the ones that are really into it will go that extra mile i've had one follow me all the way up to almost the corridor of doors. It's really fun. I bet um, he scares you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's another one, Tale, over at Walt Disney World. Now, this one I got from the MarySue.com. I think it's just a woman that has a blog. But uh, on Dinosaur over at Animal Kingdom, uh, this uh, couple was riding on Dinosaur, and there was an old man on the ride with him. Gray hair, gray beard, you know, no glasses or anything. But, you know, he's uh, he's riding. He's got a ball cap on. And uh, they're riding the ride, and they realize... I mean, this is basically... It's Indiana Jones. It's the same ride vehicle, except you're, you travel back in time to find it. You go back in time to take back a dinosaur. Right. So you're, it's a very rough ride because you're riding on rough terrain and all this stuff. And they're looking over at this old man. He's not doing anything. He's just looking forward, not reacting to anything in the ride. And uh, there's a really great animatronic dinosaur that roars at you. And that's right where they take the picture. So, it's of course, you're... You look like a goof because you're like, oh, I'm scared of the dinosaur. So they go, they look at their pictures, and they're laughing, and, and then they notice the old man. And the old man's not only not looking at the camera, but he has no eyes. No eyes? Just black holes, and he wasn't wearing sunglasses, just black holes where his eyes should be. And that was, they never saw him again. Where's this photo? I don't know. I guess I should have asked that part. <laughs> I'll go back to this website and see if I can find it, and I'll put it onto the blog, but... Man, it's really creepy. There's another one where a guy, this is at Walt Disney World, another little creepy kid story. There's nothing creepier than a little kid on the Haunted Mansion. So at Walt Disney World, a guy got some special cast member tour of of the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. And he brought some really uh, low light, I guess, night vision type lenses with him. Uh, and he just took a bunch of pictures. And when he got back to his hotel room that night, he was downloading his pictures and he noticed one of the very first pictures he took, he mentioned that it was where the the portraits follow you, which you said are not there anymore, right? So this was before the refurb. He took a picture down the corridor, and there's a creepy little kid, and I will put this picture on the podcast, because this picture is really creepy. Was it the kid looking back in the doom Yes. Buggy? It's really creepy looking. It probably just was a kid there. He said that there were no kids, but it doesn't look like he's peering out of a doom buggy. It looks like he's standing there with his head kind of crooked, Michael Myers style. <laughs> like it's really creepy, creepy picture. But I like that one. That one kind of freaked me out. Uh, there's another one at Disneyland in Frontierland. A woman was walking with her fiance and she saw a cast member that was just impeccably dressed. I mean... To the nines in cowboy attire, huge mustache, like... Sam Elliott? Yeah, Sam Elliott. It's like a Sam Elliott-type mustache and demeanor about him. Huge 
cowboy hat and all this stuff and she turns to her but he's just standing there emotionless so that's kind of creepy but his costume's great she turns to her fiance to kind of acknowledge and say oh look over here she turns around and he's gone and then they're they're walking through the rest of Frontierland. so she turns around to the balcony of the golden horseshoe and he's standing there peering down at her and that was the last she ever saw of him oh. how creepy is that the ghost of Sam Elliott that's right yeah that's it that's what I've got all right, so now that we've gotten this far, we're going to tell our final tale of our Halloween podcast episode. David, would you like to start us off? Submitted for the approval of Remain Seated, Please. We call this story The, the tale, tale of, of Mr. Mr. One Way. David and Robert go to Disneyland all the time. Let's go. So David and Robert get in the car one day and drive on down to Disneyland. And hmm. they decide, let's do Disneyland the wrong way. Let's do Disneyland backwards and let's go to the right. Hey, I got an idea. Let's go to Disneyland the wrong way. Go to the right. So into Tomorrowland they go. They ride on Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. They ride on Star Tours. And they've really only got one other ride to go on. And they decide to go on Space Mountain. Let's go to Space Mountain. So while they're standing in line, their fast passes aren't until later that evening, but the line's pretty short, so they say, let's figure, why don't we just stand in line? We haven't done this in a while. We can take some great pictures of the Matterhorn. Smile for the camera. So David and Robert, like they do, they make friends around, and they find a single rider. Hey, how you doing? You know, he's riding by himself, no big deal. So they talk about all these great things, and they ask, hey, what do you think of Cars Land? He's never heard of it before. Okay, no big deal. You he's haven't never, heard of it? He's never heard of Cars Land? Can Ugh. you believe this? <laughs> so we say, well, I mean, the, the billion dollar refurb on uh, on DCA. Can you believe that? And he doesn't. He asks, what's a DCA? What's a DCA? We told him it's Disney California Adventure. Well, the kid's a Disneyland fan. Why not? You didn't go to California Adventure till 2003. You waited two years. This kid waited 13. Whatever. That's right. Then we mentioned some of our favorite rides. We mentioned Indiana Jones Adventure and Splash Mountain. And he said... And, he's, and he said nothing. He had nothing to say about it. I said, I figure, well, not a fan. He had, he, he had never heard of these attractions that we were talking about. But the funny thing was, is he said he was a huge Disneyland fan. He I mean, yeah, this kid was like, I mean, we were thinking of having him on the podcast. Yeah, he was talking about how much he loved Space Mountain. Walt Disney. I mean, Talking he, about Pirates Mansion. He loved Disneyland. But we couldn't believe he'd never been... I mean, how do you love Disneyland and never been on Indiana Jones? Maybe he's a purist. Maybe he's part of the Main Street elite or something. He did have some weird clothes on, right? He did. His He, he almost looked like a hippie. You know, <laughs> he's from the, it looked like he's from the 1970s. So anyway, uh, we go inside and we're talking to him and, and we get in the same car as him. So we got on the ride, and uh, David and I were sitting together, and he was sitting behind us, uh, you know, with another single rider. And then the ride ends like it does, and, you know, you sort of meet somebody in line. You don't really, like, the end of the relationship's pretty much when you get on the ride, right? right. I mean, you don't you don't sit there and say, hey, how great was that after the, after the fact, you right. know? Well, well, afterwards, you know, everyone just runs to go see their picture. Yeah, exactly. So we run and go see our picture, pull out our iPhones, take a picture of the photo, and then you notice something weird. Behind me... There was no one there. Where this kid was sitting, no one was there. He was gone. And we turn around and look for this kid, and he's nowhere to be found. We thought it was we thought it was weird because he was gone. You know, he wasn't in the photo, so we looked all around, looked in the bathrooms over there, couldn't find this kid. So we go back through the exit, and we say, "Hey, where was that redhead kid that you had sitting behind us?" Yeah, we. We went on with this kid, and he's gone. We wanted to make sure he didn't fall out or, you know, something yeah. dangerous. <laughs> or did he throw up? Were you, like, taking care of him in the back somewhere? 
And uh, the cast member turns to us and say, oh, oh, you saw Ronald. Ronald? Oh, he's Mr. One-Way. This kid who died on Space Mountain, and he visits people that are in line for Space Mountain. Super friendly guy. He loves Disney, but he doesn't acknowledge or talk about anything past the 70s because he died the year Space Mountain opened. And uh, I remember last year when I did, uh, yeah, gosh, it might have been two years ago now that I did the Halloween post for Remain Seated, Please. I was looking up all these urban legends, and believe it or not, this was probably one of the most hit on stories that I came across where people met a guy in line who had no idea what current Disneyland stuff was, claimed to be a big Disneyland fan. And it seems like he's the most sighted ghost and the most physical. If you see him, uh, let us know if you have any experiences with Mr. One Way. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And let us know if you if you see any other ghosts. I mean, there's some great videos we posted a couple years ago. One of your scariest ones is the uh, Tower of Terror. It's just a simple video of a guy with, with his home video camera, and he uh, is shooting the people falling in the uh, elevator at the Tower of Terror at California Adventure, and he zooms in, and it looks like there's a ghost sitting on the ledge, and he leans back into the elevator shaft to look down there as the car goes by, and he disappears. It's so weird. Like, it seems real, but it just seems like a lot of effort just to do, you know, like a good effect like that. And it's a, I mean, it's not a well-done video. It's not like, oh, the production value on this video, it's, it's shot really well, and that's sort of making it kind of weird. Right. Um... There's another really great one that freaks me. There's a cu- All of these videos freak me out, except for the Space Mountain one didn't freak me out at the time, but I didn't know the Mr. One-Way story, which, while Robert and I embellished it a little bit, put ourselves in the story, that's usually how Mr. One-Way appears. It's If you're standing in line, you see a single writer in line with you, that's usually the, the, the way that the story goes. Um, there's that Space Mountain video where you see a single rider get on from the opposite side. It's a security cam footage of a bunch of people getting into the cars uh, in the loading area. I mean, a current video in the last five years. Pretty much straight on. And this is real. It, it, what, what's weird about it is that, yes, it's security cam footage. It's not like some, some somebody didn't build this on a stage because it's really poorly shot. Yet, who has access to these security cam tapes and is watching it so often that they see ghosts? So it's sort of like up in the air, like... Well, what's funny also is that these videos are recorded from, like, um, are recorded from a monitor. Like, they are... Right. They're at Disneyland looking at these on a monitor, and they're recording Right, which is even weirder to me. I mean, that that it's got to be somebody in security. It's like somebody recording it on their phone. But you and I both work in the entertainment industry. To fake these videos is really tough to do with the way, with as much movement as is in these cameras and these cameras are shooting on a monitor that's a level of filtering that you would have to do it it weirds me out to the point where i would know how to do this and make it look real and the amount of work that would have to go into it doesn't seem worth it does that make sense <laughs> yeah but i I don't even know if you could put that amount of work in it and make it look this real. <laughs> and then what's with the well, an- anonymity? Like, who isn't saying, yeah, I'm the guy who shot these videos? Yeah. Well, unless Disney did it themselves. Yeah. I don't know. It's really well done. So there's the one on Space Mountain. Well, what happens on the Space Mountain one? Well, on the Space Mountain one, everybody's just getting onto the car, and there's usually one empty seat, 
And at one point, this was the one that was the the hardest to see. But at one point, you can sort of see somebody getting in from the exit side uh, into an empty seat, and then the car leaves the station. And it's it's kind of freaky. I don't I know. I think man. he disappears because it wouldn't be that. Scary. Well, of course he does. He doesn't like sit there. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I told it wrong. But <laughs> he's in and out of the frame so quickly. He when the car pulls away, you don't see him riding the ride. Okay. Um, that's not what I meant. What I meant to say is yes, you see a a a fog or a mist or a or a figure get into the car and then it's gone. I mean, as quickly as it appears, it's gone. Yeah. So that one's the that one's the least reliable to me the other one is the stationary camera mounted in all the elevators and obviously it's to make sure that kids are acting up or taking pictures or video um in the tower of terror in the tower of terror and it's another security cam videotape and it's somebody it's a maintenance worker riding the ride and he's got a clipboard he's got the disneyland blue short sleeve shirt on i mean this is a disneyland crew member who a maintenance guy who's riding the ride doing a checklist making sure all the effects are working making sure the ride isn't shutting down or whatever i'm assuming it's a is it a morning thing because when the doors open it's bright right so this is probably before the park opens um and he's riding the ride no big deal he doesn't notice anything that's going on but every almost every seat around him flashes figures of humans and every i thought it was just like one or two maybe but it that one talking about it gives me goosebumps that one seems easier to pull off though it does because the the, because the camera is so stationary but that video really freaks me out every time i watch it but the scariest one of them all is this quad split security cam footage of all of new orleans square and there's a camera that points at the haunted mansion it points at the rivers of america uh, in a couple different areas, and it points at... I think the gates of the Haunted Mansion. Right, right, right. So it points at the Haunted Mansion, the gates of Haunted Mansion, at the Rivers of America, and away toward Adventureland, right? This guy is shooting a monitor. So another one of these security cam videos of a camera shooting a video monitor, and you see a figure very clearly walking out of the mansion through the gates across the front of the rivers of america through the closed gates through the closed gates uh out of the mansion through the closed gates across the path along the side of the rivers of america and out into adventureland that video is one of the scariest I thought he, ones I've seen. i thought he walked right into the river oh i don't remember that oh can we watch it right now it's gonna scare me put it on uh i don't like this oh he does walk into the water <gasps> no oh robert Come on, man. At this part of the show, I'd like to talk about some of the uh, some of the local haunts in the area. Yeah, I think this time we'll forego some Disneyland news. We pretty much covered so much in the last podcast. Ever since growing up, I mean, Halloween sort of lost its luster for me in my late teens and early 20s. And uh, you, a couple years ago, sort of brought out one of my now favorite holidays uh, is Halloween because of the local haunts that you introduced me to. Oh, good. I love these haunts. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Uh, well, let's start with uh, Boney Island. Boney Island is, well, it's only a, a couple blocks from where we are right now. That's right. Yeah, but Boney Island is, it's a skeleton carnival and magic show. And uh, all with marionette-type life-size skeletons, right? I mean, would that be how you sort of described it? Yeah. 
and they have their own little world of color. It's dancing water. And... It's really well done. Yeah, it's a, a fluorescent green black lit water show. Yeah. Uh, time to music, and there's these pumpkins in this treehouse, and I'll post a picture of this treehouse. It's just incredible. And they time it to Nightmare Before Christmas music and everything. It's just so well done. Yeah, it's really neat. Then there's another one in uh, Woodland Hills, California, called uh, House at Haunted Hill. And it has a whole production, uh, a whole story about with ghosts. And you can tell it's inspired heavily by the Haunted Mansion and effects that are just wonderful. And there is a talking pumpkin that narrates it. And it is narrated by Corey Burton, who does the ghost host in the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Uh, here's an audio sample from it. Happy forever. The house at Haunted Hill had other ideas. Let's see the house in all its former glory, shall we? Yeah, that one is really incredible. Both take about a month to set up, too. I mean, these are, they're not haunted houses. We have to preface with that. They're, uh, they're just... It's, it's not a maze. Yeah, they're, they're just... They're shows. Shows and decorations in front of the house. And it's right. really well done. But then there's Rotten Apple in Burbank, California, and that one is a maze, but it's at someone's house in their front yard, and they make these elaborate maze displays. And, and every uh, year it's a different theme. Every year it's a different theme, except this year. It's, oh, what's this year? This year it's the same as last year, but and I missed it last year. What last was it? year it was um, just a haunted house. Oh, cool. And but this is an updated version of it. But Neat. they've done lots of different things. They did a, a underground Burbank where you like go through pipes. I remember that. There was a space one. There was a space I, one. I, I did the space one with you, the dinosaur one the, where I didn't know to leave. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, <laughs> it was a natural history museum. And all of a sudden, this giant T Rex animatronic comes out. And <laughs> this is just someone's front yard at their house. It's and so good. It was incredible. And then they, they did a Wizard of Oz one once. So. Oh, yeah. This uh, one is just one of the best. But yeah, Rotten Apple 907 is my favorite uh, house-built maze, like yeah. just this local haunt. Uh, and again, that one's, all of these are free. That one's donations. Yeah, they but, they have, you know, pots where you could donate some coins. And, and sometimes I do. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it takes but, a lot of work and they put in a lot of time. Yeah, but they are free. But then there's one that costs... It's a donation, but you, you need to pay the donation. It's like 8 or $10 at uh, Griffith Park. And it's the ghost train. And throughout the year, they have these little trains that uh, you could pretty much straddle. And, and this, is called, this is at a place called LA Live Steamers, right? So you get on this train and you go through all these different scenes. They have a uh, little shop of horrors, but then they have their own Pirates of the Caribbean. They're playing music from pirates and they have Dead Men Tell No Tales. And there's water, there's little water effects and uh, skeletons down there. And then there's a whole part where it looks like a Haunted Mansion Holiday. Where yeah. They're playing Nightmare Before Christmas music. That's, a, that's and, the grand finale. Yeah. They have... Uh, and this train ride's a good 20 minutes long. I mean, it's a really good train ride. Yeah. It's another one of the best Halloween things that I do every yeah. year. Yeah. And that one uh, is also the same location where the Walt Disney Barn is. And you can visit it every Sunday of the month or something like that. That's right. It's uh, pretty much right, you know, a stone's throw away from uh, the Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, that is a really, really great one. Um, what's another yeah. one? Then there's uh, there's one we have yet to go to yet in Orange County where someone has built their own version of the Haunted Mansion. And, and that one's called Haunted Mansion Haunt. And yes. it's uh, down there in Anaheim. 
Yeah. Or Irvine. It, 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 it's somewhere in Orange County. Yeah. It's, but it's past Disneyland from our point of view, a yeah, little south. South of Disneyland. And um, from what it looks like online, there is a bit of a, a walkthrough where you go through their house or something and see, uh, you know, their own versions of the Haunted Mansion, like their own stretching room, their own graveyard ballroom. and ballroom. And it seems pretty neat. Where we live, by the way, is uh, Los Angeles County. So we're talking about things that are in uh, the San Fernando Valley and Los Angeles and Anaheim and things like that. Yeah. Then uh, Dick Van Dyke's house supposedly has some sort of Halloween display every year. But I thought it was around here in the valley, but uh, it's actually in Malibu. Yeah, I'm thinking of trying to go to it this year, but it's very kind of uh, it's it seems very community oriented. Um, but there's not a lot of information on dates or anything, so... I think it... it I have a feeling that's just Halloween night. Oh, that's a bummer. Because it seems very elaborate, and it seems more elaborate than what's worth uh, going for Halloween night. And that's sort of... Uh, Boney Island, I know, this year starts on October 19th. The house at Haunted Hill is usually just the week of Halloween, and I think that's the deal this year. And uh, I think they're doing I think they're doing it uh, Halloween and the weekend after Halloween. Sure. Rotten Apple 907 is at 907 California Avenue in Burbank. When do they do it? I think they're doing it the weekend before and Halloween. Okay, so I might be able to do Rotten Apple. Um, Haunted Mansion Haunt, I'm not sure of the dates, but if you just Google Haunted Mansion Haunt Anaheim, um, you'll be able to find their dates. And the the ghost train, uh, it starts in the middle of October. and Yeah, that goes nightly. Is that nightly? I think it or, is. Or maybe just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's very well done, though, and I highly suggest it. It's, if you're going to pay for any of them, yeah. um, that one's really good. I think it's nightly, but I'm not sure. Remember a couple years ago, we went to the one at uh, Pierce College. Oh, they, yeah. Pierce College does a uh, pumpkin harvest festival, and they have a, a corn maze and a hayride and all this stuff. They had one walkthrough maze that was so incredible and scary do you remember there was an elevator involved and there was an earthquake room and there was one room that was completely whited out in fog and strobe lights you couldn't see your way out and they only make you walk through in a small group there was just the group of the four of us and we had to, <laughs> we had to walk with our hands out in front of us and get through this maze yeah and you have to feel your way to the exit yeah that's so well done last year i went to delusion the blood right which was at the old Halloween house in uh, the Adams District of Los Angeles. Now it's moved to South Pasadena this year. Um, still what's, produced by Neil Patrick Harris. What's the old Halloween house? The uh, Sorry, the new Halloween house. The Rob Zombie Halloween house hmm. uh, that he shot uh, for the Myers house. But now, it, now it's in South Pasadena at some old, old place. Pretty expensive, though, but very well done. They call it Interactive Horror Theater. Um, and it's probably a 45-minute show that you are a part of in a group of about eight and there's a story, and it's very role-playing, and you're very involved, and one of the best haunted houses I'd ever been to, but it's a pay thing. Uh, I heard this year uh, at uh, the Queen Mary, they're doing the Dark Harbor again. Queen Mary. And uh, that one is not only pretty cheap for the pay haunted houses, it's like 20 bucks or something, but I hear it's actually very well done. And then, of course, Disneyland has their Halloween time. Yep. And, I mean, I've said it before on podcast, so I won't waste a lot of time. The Magic Kingdom Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. If you are in Florida, do it because the parade is incredible. And I like their fireworks show better too. This will be the last podcast for about a month. And then I'll go to Tokyo and I'll come back and I'll have all kinds of things. We'll do a whole Tokyo episode. So the next time you hear a Remain Seated Please podcast, it'll be probably right around Thanksgiving. 
there it is. Why don't you go ahead and follow us on Facebook? Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, spread the word about our podcast. We had really great response on this last podcast. Thank you guys so much for commenting and and saying the nice things. And I mean, that's all we do. We want to spread the word. And yes, thank you. And let us know uh, your ghost stories at Disneyland. What are some yeah. urban legends that yeah, you please may have heard? post some urban legends in the comments. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. We love reading this stuff. Like today was a lot of fun reading all these scary stories and watching that video back was really kind. Of, I'll put those. I'll put all the videos here in the podcast post and and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, and and let us know what you're doing for Halloween and what you're dressing up as as well. Yeah, we'd love to see pictures. And we also want to thank Mouse Tales. Uh, it's in a really good book that you can get on Amazon that is uh, real-life stories uh, like these from cast members. And uh, it's a good read. So, uh, so yeah, without further ado, my name's David. And my name is Robert. I declare this podcast of Remain Seated, Please. Closed. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, this concludes our show. There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again.